You are listening to an RPA production, where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, RPA is proud to present Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. Hi, I'm Orlando Eastwood, director of On the Road, The Search for Bigfoot, and you're listening to Aaron's Horror Show. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show. I'm your host, Aaron Frail. On Aaron's Horror Show, we're going to go ahead and read some horror fiction and talk about horror in all its forms, books, movies, you name it. If you want to go ahead and get a hold of the show, you can go ahead and contact Aaron's Horror Show at Gmail or Aaron Horror Show on Twitter or Aaron's Horror Show on Facebook. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. I got another movie that I'm watching, so you don't have to. Uh, I decided to do a ghost movie this week, and, you know, it's been a while since I've seen a good, scary ghost movie. You know, I did Veronica a while back, and it's kind of in the mood for something like that. And I was, you know, browsing my local Redbox sometimes. Uh, I go there for some DVDs, you know, when you can't find them on a streaming. You, you gotta go to gotta go to the Redbox. So, uh, I saw a a movie on there called The Lost Tree, and from the description, it looked like it might have been pretty scary. There's, you know, a guy in the cabin, and there's this, like, creepy-looking tree that is uh, haunted by his dead wife. I mean, what can go wrong, right? Uh, So, well, uh, let's just kind of get right into it. I'm going to tell you, spoiler alert, lots of of spoilers in this this review, Uh, but once again, I'm watching it, so you don't have to. Uh... So, you know, one thing you really want in a horror movie is uh, your sympathetic characters. You want to feel for those characters or at least be rooting for them. You just don't want them to to die. You know, you don't want to be, like, rooting for the bad guy. And this movie kind of did that. Uh, you know, so there's always this character in a horror movie that does the wrong thing and kind of dies early on. You know, it, it's the character that... that runs up the stairs deeper into the house rather than out the front door or you know it's the character that says what's that weird demony looking thing i'm gonna go walk towards it or you know and it's it's the character that loses the map uh you know there's always a character that bites it pretty early on now imagine watching a horror movie where that's like the main character and the only character so like this guy is alone in this cabin and (laughs) he just, you know, doesn't do anything right, and we'll, we'll, we'll kind of get into it, and he's also very unsympathetic. Uh, you know, I, I really, you really want to root for a, 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 your, your hero, right? But in the beginning, he just gets off on the wrong foot, so one of the ways to kind of introduce him is he is at work, and he got this really big deal to go through, and you know, there's this girl at work, uh, who, by the way, is the little girl from uh, Party of Five, all grown up. Uh, she was also in that 1998 movie, Lost in Space. 
I figure, forget her name, but yeah, she's, she, uh, Mean Girls. She was also in Mean Girls. Yeah, that's what it was. I remember there was a pretty big movie that I, that I remember seeing her in. But yeah, so, uh, she's in the movie and, and she plays this girl at work and, you know, he got this big deal that, to go through and, and she's like, uh, kind of suggestively, uh, saying, oh, wow, we should totally go party. And he's, uh, kind of digging it and you know, kind of says this very, uh, skeezy thing, well, what my wife doesn't know isn't gonna hurt her, right? <laughs> and that's when his wife is, like, standing right behind him, and she gets mad and runs off, and then she gets hit by a car. So, right away, he's completely unsympathetic, right? So not only was he going to cheat on his wife, but he got her killed. <laughs> so, yeah not not really rooting for this guy so anyways because he's a a jerk i guess he has to go de-jerkify in the uh <laughs> in the mountains and uh go to this uh you know th this place and 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 this is where once again he's the one that does all the wrong things in the horror movie uh you know he meets the real estate agent on on the side of the road and the real estate agent you know, says, oh, I got other houses to show, here's the keys, you just go down the road that way and follow this and go blah, 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 and, and uh, I'm out of here, see ya! And the real estate agent takes off. Uh, yeah, mistake number one, when the real estate agent, uh, <laughs> you know, doesn't even want to go near the house, maybe you shouldn't consider that. I mean, I, 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 I've done some pretty dumb things in the, uh, search for houses, uh, and, and, uh, but you know, I didn't. I didn't buy the house. So <laughs> there's this really funny story. My wife and I, you know, we, we were pretty positive, I guess, when we were on our house hunt. So uh, we, <laughs> I, I, I maybe positive is a little yeah, nice way of saying it. But uh, yeah, we we were you know with our real estate agent, and our real estate agent was this really kind of funny, funny guy, a, a friend of ours, and you know we. We're always kind of talking and joking around, and so maybe, you know, you know, most people, and it's, I'll, I'll you know, I'll get into what, what the reaction of most people are, because another couple came in while we were uh, looking at this house, but, you know, we, we go to this house in uh, northeast Minneapolis, and, you know, northeast Minneapolis is kind of like this area of Minneapolis that's like turning around, right? Right now, there's like a lot of breweries out there, there's like kind of hipsters, and you know, it's like, like a really cool place to live, and actually, you know, that's kind of the area, generally speaking, where we ended up in, in, in the Minneapolis area, and uh, we, you know, go to look at this one house, and uh, and we walk in, and we know there's something immediately wrong in the house, in the sense that it's, one, completely filthy, and two, there's kind of this homeless-looking guy sleeping on the couch, and then, you know, we decide to go ahead and take a look further. And, and seriously, it becomes like, like a Breaking Bad set. We, we go into the kitchen and there's all these, like, bones on the floor. And, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, steak bones, not human bones. But uh, it's still really messy. It looks like the, the stove, like, blew up at one point. There's this, like, like black <laughs> thing of smoke around the stove. And once again, completely filthy. Uh... We decide to, like, go upstairs, even though there's this big giant dog up there. I mean, we're talking like a, like, uh, you know, I don't know what it is, but 
if it wanted to bite my head off, it probably could fit its jaws around my head. <laughs> and so we go upstairs and, you know, there's this woman on the couch that looks like she's maybe on meth. We're not 100% sure. Uh, and, and there's this other dude standing there in his underwear. And, and then, you know, we decide to even go in the basement of this thing. And meanwhile, my wife and I are like, yeah, if we clean this up and fix it up and, you know, blah, 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 you could home to live. And so we're going to go back down and go to the basement. And this other couple comes in. There's a, there's a, this, you know, very chic couple. And they, like, literally walk in the front door. They take one look and they walk out the front door. <laughs> like, like, that just kind of shows you how maybe optimistic we were <laughs> when we were looking at that house. Okay, so we go into the basement, and of course it's wall-to-wall -wall junk, right? And then we don't realize it, but there's a guy, like, sitting down there in the basement. There's, like, this guy kind of squatting on, like, a, uh, a, a mattress that's on the floor, and he's watching a TV, and he just kind of, like, like, doesn't really acknowledge us. And I swear... To God, there were, like, these whiskey bottles full of urine, like, surrounding him. Like, like he didn't have enough time to go upstairs and use the bathroom. And we're all just kind of looking at this. And that's when we decide, you know what? Maybe this isn't the house for us. Even if we did, you know, buy the house and somehow remove all the people that seem to be squatting. I mean, supposedly it was a rental, but there were a lot of people in that house. Uh... <laughs> And and then, uh, you know, uh, uh, yeah, even if that, like, even if we fixed it up, cleaned it, scrubbed the walls, whatever you need to do to get that place back up and running again, uh, you know, what about all the people that, that uh, live there? You know, are they just going to come by and go like, cool, this is our house, you know, and just keep knocking on the door and stuff? Like, who knows what strange people are going to show up to a house like that? And it's kind of funny because later on we... we talk to somebody in that neighborhood and apparently there is a lot of like transients that kind of come in and out of that house and and needless to say we didn't buy it but yeah for some reason we were deluding ourselves that it was such a good price that we can make it work so moral of the story is if the house seems pretty bad don't buy it and don't go in it but the main character didn't hear the story of the lost tree so he goes in and buys the house anyways so anyways, he's like hanging out at this house and there's all these like creepy things happening like steps and and uh, there's this weird little, I mean, it honestly looks like someone with a black blanket over their head uh, <laughs> that's kind of standing behind him and stuff like that. And and, and meanwhile, the, the, the guy that plays the lead actor isn't the, the best actor in the acting bunch, you know. Uh, he kind of has a very you know, wooden delivery, and uh, you know, the, the, the kind of delivery that's like, ah, oh, this is wrong. Oh, what are you doing? Ah, that, that, that's a lot of the lines that he had, you know, just kind of being frustrated. No way. Yeah, it was, <laughs> it, it was you know, <laughs> there was one point where, where he, he yelled, I can't believe it. And I was like, I can't believe they got you as the actor. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it was, it, yeah, it was, it was pretty bad acting. So, you know, meanwhile, that's kind of our main character. And, you know, he decides to go check out this lake that's supposedly near the house, but it's all drained and cracked and dried. And, 
of course, there's a big creepy tree there. And, and this is where we get into the really weird, inappropriate music of this movie. So, you know, I know it's called The Lost Tree, so we're eventually going to see a tree, at least one hopes. Uh, and and when he sees the tree for the very first time, it plays this, like, Whoa! like, like music, like this really, like, like big fanfare kind of music of he's having a big epic moment. And at that point in time, we really don't know that the tree is the thing that's haunted. I mean, we know the house is haunted at that point, but there's nothing to clue the, you know, the people in that the tree's haunted, so it's kind of a weird choice of music. It would be like if I literally, like, walked down the street and just saw a random tree and said, like, like, look at that tree, it's a magnificent, you know? Like, like, you know, if I didn't know that it was called The Lost Tree, like, let's just say I picked up this movie sight unseen, skipped through the title credits, and just started watching, I would be really like, why are they playing this music and he's looking at a tree? You know, like, like it just doesn't really make any sense at that point. Uh, the other thing is, it has kind of that same inappropriate music in what's supposed to be there's creepy moments, right? So he has this one moment where he's, like, looking in a mirror, and and uh, this, like, thing appears over his shoulder, the thing, the person with the sheet on their head kind of appears over his shoulder, and, of course, instead of just, like, letting the audience be scared by that, you have, <laughs> you know, you have this really big, weird swell of music, you know, like, like the best way to describe it is, Imagine watching uh, a movie that's supposed to be like a horror movie, but it has like the Star Wars fight music uh, <laughs> going on in the background. Like I'm thinking that scene from the very like first in the timeline movies, not the first movies, but the the you know with Darth Maul. And I'm thinking of that scene with Darth Maul and and uh, and. Uh, Qui-Gon and, and Ewan McGregor and Obi-Wan, like, fighting each other. Like, that's the music that was kind of in the background of this, which is really weird in a horror movie. Like, like you don't realize how much music or the lack of music really plays a role in a movie until you see it just sort of mishandled uh, and just just really kind of in inappropriate places. I mean, like, I don't know, it was just really odd choices uh, and and, you know... Yeah, I just didn't understand it. However, I will give the movie some credit. There was one shot that was really kind of creepy and scary. Uh, there's a point in the basement, and he has just a flashlight, and that hooded thing just kind of runs past with the flashlight. And I would say that was a really good scary moment. So, you know, there is one good scare in the movie. Uh, one scary thing, but... Most of it is just the guy making really strange choices. So uh, another good example of his strange choice is, you know, when this weird, creepy thing starts happening. Oh, by the way, at, at the point that he does this, he's already been to the tree and kind of knows the tree's connected. Uh, he, he first, you know, figures it out because he, like, pokes, you know, through a wall and and sees there's like this painting of the lake and the tree and stuff like that and all these weird hands on it and then he uh goes to the tree and he gets attacked by ravens and the ravens kind of disappear once he's far enough away from the tree and and that's kind of like the thing like like there's this one time where he goes up to the tree and there's a big swarm of insects you know uh 
you know, when he first, like, pokes it through the wall, there's a swarm of insects there. So, you know, like, like, you know, whatever it is doesn't want him to get near the tree. So what does he do? He goes out and he go buys, like, security cameras for his house, which is really kind of weird because it's like, you already know that it's haunted. Like, like... You, you, you got the security, but like, what is the security cameras going to do? You're going to go tackle the ghost after, you know, you got on camera? Like, 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 you know, if I were him, I'd be considering like exorcisms or, uh, you know, like, like, how do you get to that tree? You know, and all this other kind of weird, like, you know, I, it's such a weird thing, but the, the weirdest choice is like, he buys a gun, you know, like, like first off, I'm pretty sure there's like waiting periods for guns. So, you know. A emotionally distraught man, after his wife dies, goes in and buys a gun. I just don't think that happens. Uh, I'm not really sure. Maybe the laws are different in, in different states, but I'm pretty sure there's a waiting period. I don't think you just go like, hey, give me a gun, you know? But anyways, what's the gun going to do? It's like supernatural. It's a ghost, right? Like, like who like brings a gun to a ghost fight, you know? Like, <laughs> what are you going to do? Shoot at thin air uh and then and then the really oddest part is he takes the gun to the tree like like what is he gonna do shoot the tree uh i mean granted that little ghost thing is kind of oh oh before we get to the gun scene there was this kind of funny scene when he's up at the tree and instead of like ravens or bugs or something like that ghost thing appears and it like shoulder checks him <laughs> like like, I just find it funny that the, 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 the ghost is, like, shoulder-chucking him. And, and what's kind of funny about that scene with the, the shoulder-chucking ghost uh, is he, like, follows the ghost all the way down to the tree, like, running after it. Yet, somehow he doesn't catch up to it. Like, he remains the kind of same distance from the ghost. It's kind of a weird scene. But anyways, back to the gun. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, he's going to bring the gun to the tree and go fight the tree and, and and you know keep in mind he's already dealt with at least uh one swarm of ravens so yeah you know ravens are gonna come out of that tree and attack you what is the gun gonna do it's a pistol by the way it's not like a machine gun or something it's like like you know like <laughs> like is he going to shoot ravens but how much shots does he have 10 there's at least like 50 ravens or something you know what i mean uh, and, and, yeah, I just don't think a swarm of ravens, a, a gun, is a very good tool to, uh, fight that, so, uh, and, and, and there was a swarm of insects in the house, but, you know, what finally gets him to run away from the tree is, is the swarm of bugs that I was talking about, and so he runs back to the house never using the gun, which really kind of breaks the, the rule that if you bring a gun out, it has to go off, right? That's, that's the tension of having a gun in a movie or on stage or something like that. I think it was Stanislaw? No, no, it was a checkoff. The playwright checkoff said if there's gun on stage, it has to go off at some point because otherwise you're bringing up tension that shouldn't be there. So anyways, uh, yeah, uh, finally in the end, the girl that he's cheating on gets killed by the ghost and he figures out that there's some very convoluted murders or something that went on there like i yeah it's pretty convoluted and and and, and then finally how he gets rid of the tree in the end is he drives his car into it yes he drives his car and the entire tree 
by the way, big, giant, old, ancient tree, you know the trees I'm talking about, somehow falls over from a car being run into it. Like, <laughs> that's, that's the, that's the, fun, that's kind of the absurdest part of the, the whole thing. Like, like, like somehow he's able to knock the tree down with his car. You know, I, you know, we even have a term for, uh, you know, when people hit a tree, they call it wrapping your car around a tree. And they say wrapping your car because the car just kind of, you know, the car's the thing that gets screwed up and the tree is like, I'm cool, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, trees don't necessarily, like, fall down, especially big old ancient trees that are giant and have huge thick trunks, right? Like, like, yeah, maybe if the tree was a sapling, I, I would buy it, but, uh, no, I don't, I just don't, you know, the size of the tree to the car is just kind of off, you know? It's like, it's, it's it, you know, it, it's usually the car that loses in, in the battle of tree versus car, uh, so... Yeah, that's uh, the lost tree. Hopefully it will remain lost. And uh, Tuner's up next. Hey guys, uh, Aaron here. Uh, normally I, of course, break into Tuner's at this point in the episode, but... Uh, my, uh, I have some bad things that, that, that happened. My, my mom passed away uh, just recently, and, you know, I'm, I'm just, just, just can't do it, and, and probably gonna take the, the week off after next as well, and, yeah, I'll, I'll just see, I mean, you know, I'll, I'll get to, get to doing stuff again, but, yeah, I, I, you know, just gotta be there for my family, and, uh, and, and whatnot, so, you know, I thank you all for the support, and, uh, you know, that, that episode, the, earlier part of this episode was, you know, recorded earlier, so, you know, I don't necessarily sit down and record everything at the same time, uh, you know, so, uh, I, I sometimes break it up and record things separately and at different times, and so, you know, uh, just thought I wanted to get it out anyway, so you could at least have maybe something, something to giggle at or, you know, uh, something not to watch, I guess. But, uh, yeah, thank you, so, yeah, I just thought I'd send that out, and, and thank you, of course, everyone, for your support, and I'll, I'll, I'll be fine, I, you know, I'm gonna get through it, uh, and I have a big, giant family with lots of love and support, I've already been getting a lot of love and support from everybody, some people have been sending me messages and, and whatnot, so I, I appreciate, I just wanted to announce, because some people heard about it, and and, uh, some people haven't, so, you know, thank you so much, everyone, and, and, uh, I'll, of course, uh, you'll, you'll hear from me in, in the future, so, uh, all right, uh, take care. <laughs>